Park Hopping Podcast, number 65, July 17, 2005. Celebrating 11 years of posting Disney stuff on the internet. This is another crappy podcast production. Hi there, this is Alan of DisneyFans.com, and this is the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 65, the podcast that proves anyone can have their own podcast. Previously on the Park Hopping Podcast, we visited Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom with a first-timer. A few folks have written in expressing that they actually don't find trip reports as mind-numbingly boring as I do, so I'll try to post more parts of Deandra's first time in upcoming episodes. And speaking of girlfriends, my spiffy ex-girlfriend, Lindsay, who had her first time at Walt Disney World with me back in 1999, has created a new set of logos for the Park Hopping Podcast, and for another crappy podcast as well. So drop by the website and let me know what you think, and listen closely the next time I share some Disney audio from about before 2003. There's a good chance that Lindsay is in there somewhere in the background, probably wanting to shop or something. And speaking of websites, anothercrappypodcast.com has gotten some minor updates. First, I'm now actually listing the 14 different podcasts and video podcasts I'm making, and every show now links to a new wiki website, which will eventually contain show notes and other things from each episode. If you'd like to help out populate this new wiki, go ahead and drop me some email, and I'll talk to you about setting you up with an account. Today on the Park Hopping Podcast, I wanted to start out with a quick apology for all the background noise that's been in my shows the past several episodes. Once upon a time, I had a very quiet recording studio, but as I've added more and more external hard drives for more and more video projects, the fan noise has gotten louder and louder. It's amazing how quiet four hard drives in a whisper-quiet case can be, and how loud six cases can quickly get when they're in the same room together. Plus, the computers and the air conditioner. Hopefully you can deal with that after all this podcast is free and worth every penny. Well, it's summertime here in Des Moines, Iowa, as temperatures rise to the mid-90s. It seems hot to me now, but I grew up in Texas and spent many summer vacations in Orlando or Arizona, so I guess it could be much worse. If nothing else, the heat has given me some time to stay indoors and work on podcast projects. And speaking of projects, I just started another paid podcasting project a few weeks back, and that's been keeping me busy. And I started a podcast on the new Apple iPhone. There's been, uh, gosh, about a dozen or so episodes of that one already. So as usual, the fun Disney stuff has to take a back seat while I stay busy with all these other shows, especially the ones I'm making money on. And speaking of making money, if you want a copy of some of my Disneyland and Walt Disney World home movies on DVD, uh, drop by DisneyFans.com slash DVD. I've just dropped the prices on all my discs since it's getting cheaper and cheaper to make them. And of course, you can always stop by anothercrappypodcast.com and add yourself to my listener world map. Hey, what else? Okay, I guess that's it. I guess it's time for a show. And today's show will be about my all-time favorite Disney park experience. And that was when I visited Disneyland for its 50th anniversary celebration on July 17th, 2005. I'm currently rendering a ton of video I shot that day, and I'll be posting companion videos to my park hopping vidcast feed so you can get some idea of what it was like to be waiting in that long line to get into Disneyland early that Sunday morning. Now, I'm not going to even try to provide you with a play-by-play -play trip report, but I'll share with you a little of what it was like to be there on that historic day. And that day started out, um, at night. 
We woke up around 4 a.m. thinking that getting to the park by 5 would give us plenty of time, and as it turns out, we could have gotten there many hours later and still gotten into the park on time. The only real reason to be urgent was for a handful of limited edition merchandise available only on that day, like a special I Was There collectible pin. Now, once the gates opened, a line formed from Critter Country all the way to Main Street for people just trying to get that merchandise. So those closer to the front of the line would have gotten a better shot at getting what they wanted. But even as unique as an opportunity standing in line to buy stuff was, you know, I can do that all the time. I I visit theme parks. Um, So instead, I, I just decided to enjoy the anniversary celebrations. But I think I'm getting ahead of myself. So let's go back to 4 a.m., when we drove from our cheap motel right next door to Disneyland and approached the parking structure. It looked like they were letting people in, even though we were told it wouldn't be the case. We followed in some other cars, and we were handed a slip at the window that contained a map which directed us way to the other side of Disneyland as some remote surface parking lot that I'd only previously heard rumors of. So much for thinking we could save a little time. It was dark, and other than us Disney diehards, the streets of Anaheim were mostly empty. We drove over to this surface lot and then proceeded to walk the long way back to Disneyland several blocks. There was no tram service at 5 in the morning. Once we got to Disneyland property, we started queuing up around the um, surface tram loading area. There were thousands of us already there, even though it was still dark outside. And Disney cast members were walking the lines, making sure everyone uh, expecting to get in had admission tickets. And um, after what seemed like hours, the line would be moved up a bit, and then we'd all walk short distances again before coming to a halt again. And eventually they'd let us into our permanent holding area, which was Disney's California Adventure. This park was going to be used for the collective line of folks waiting to enter Disneyland for the anniversary. And this one long line became the single longest line ever at the Disneyland Resort. 5.06 in the morning and we were standing outside in the tram loading area. They had us lined up at wrapping around kind of the entire area. It was dark outside. I was doing recording using night vision, actually. Cast members would walk up and down with satchels asking if we needed tickets. We'd slowly creep our way in, and I basically tried to record a video update about every 15 minutes or so as we wound our way around the area. And we were actually lined up in the area where people would be standing waiting to get on the trams, and eventually we'd work our way all the way through the esplanade down towards where the ticket booths were. But for the first probably, uh, I don't know, first hour or so we were there, we were actually just creeping our way through the tram loading area. Not a lot going on. There was no entertainment other than moving a bunch of extra trash cans around for us and setting up some uh, rope lines. There really wasn't much to do except hang out with the people that uh, were also waiting to get into Disneyland that day. Way up ahead, the line would turn into kind of a spiral zigzaggy thing to kind of consume the space. So more and more people would be together as we got closer and closer. Then eventually we were in the parks and just massive herds. Now at the same time, the uh, hotel guests were also going to be able to be let in earlier through another way, through those that were staying on site. I actually had a friend who he and his wife stayed on site to try to get into the park earlier, and I, I think we were actually in before them, so I'm not exactly sure how that that worked there. 
The sun was slowly starting to come up. We were getting a little blue uh, in the horizon there, which was okay. Uh, certainly a lot better than standing around in a uh, tram area without any light. We just crept our way up, slowly but surely, as they were letting us into new areas. Now, keep in mind, this early in the morning, none of us were actually in the park yet. This was all a containment area outside of Disney's California Adventure. And as it got closer to uh, morning, they would start letting people into Disney's California Adventure. The funny thing is, is as we made it closer and closer to the area where the ticket booths and such were, you know, you always felt like you'd made a lot of real progress and had really moved a long way. And then you'd look around behind you and just see the massive lines that had formed behind as people showed up afterwards, which was way longer than what we stood in getting there so early. And Disney had a ton of cast members around acting as crowd control and security. But I, I don't really think I'd ever seen as many people that worked for Disney in one spot. I mean, this was more than the folks you see out wrangling Fantasmic. Now, as we made it to the end of the tram loading area, they had set up a couple of extra tents and will call booths and things like that. Wasn't quite sure what was going on, but we could actually see the, the ticket booths now. And they were holding us, letting us go in basically in small groups. They'd hold us for a while, then they'd let some people go in, and they'd hold us for a while, and we just kind of stood around wondering. Eventually, we found our way outside of the front of Disney's California Adventure, outside on the other side, and they were letting people into the park. Now, this is where they scanned our actual ticket. They didn't take a ticket when we got into Disneyland. They took our ticket as we got into DCA, and then when we walked into the park later on, we were just rushed in. We didn't actually have to go through the turnstiles. So it's kind of weird that for Disney's 50th anniversary of Disneyland, we didn't actually get a ticket swiped at Disneyland. Now, at the very end of the uh, main entrance plaza in front of the giant water display at DCA, they had set up, uh, it was about 5.30 in the morning when we were letting us in, they'd set up a huge color television set that was displaying a Disneyland Resort logo. They were also handing out special 50th anniversary Mickey hats, golden Mickey ear hats, and giving everybody an armband based on their grouping. Now, we were in a group that was light green, so all of our armbands were light green, and they rotated through different types as they clustered together. And I don't know what how many of each one there was. I'm sure there's some Disney diehard that's got all this documented. Uh, we also got a special show guide for the day that had a recreation of the original Disneyland 1955 map. So we got the hat, the special map, and an armband. And then we made our way into DCA. As we were walking through Disney's California Adventure up and around the winery and then along the Bay Area, people were just camped out, just uh, lying all the way along there. And we realized real quickly that this was the line. We were actually being led all the way around the park to get to the end of this line. These were all the people that during the 30 minutes to an hour before us had gotten into the park ahead of us. 
So we spiraled our way around and we actually queued up right about... Oh, it was near the San Francisco Bay Area, so we didn't have a very far walk. But as we looked, we could see all the way across the bay to where the carnival games and stuff were. The line continued, and it just grew and grew and grew as the morning progressed. So now we're somewhere between 5.30 and 6 in the morning, and tons of people were already wearing their mouse ears, and more people were camped out on blankets and pillows and taking naps. Although it seems like I've been to Disneyland on normal days when they opened at you know, 6 or 7 in the morning. You'll also notice the music that DCA was playing that day was not traditional area music for the park. They were playing all Disney tunes. So there we were for a good half hour or so before we'd move again, camped out across from Golden Dreams. And down across the way, I could see where they were holding people. It was a divider line, which I believe was all the folks from the hotel. It was just before 6 a.m., probably about 5.52 in the morning is what my video says. And they were lined up waiting. Welcome home was kind of the key thing they were saying to us throughout the day, and it seemed to have a, a pretty strong emotional impact. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, from all of us at Disneyland, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yay. We will begin moving you from Disney's California Adventure to Disneyland Park in order by wristband color. Orange, followed by pink wristbands, followed by light blue, followed by yellow, Followed by fluorescent green, followed by green and orange puzzle, followed by black and white checker, followed by blue, followed by blue and red puzzle. At this time, please collect all your personal belongings. When asked by our cast members, please walk as directed. Thank you for your patience and cooperation and enjoy today's celebration. Welcome home. We made our way around the park, spiraled in through Paradise Pier, past the dinosaur hat shop, and then all the way around the uh, corn dog place, past Pizza Oo Mau Mau, up through the place where all the games were, and then back out across the uh, boardwalk around California Screamin' and uh, to the place where you first come in where the big gift shops are and the overhanging Paradise Pier sign is. So we actually were spiraled all the way from the front of the park, past the winery, past the uh, San Francisco Bay Area, the long way around the pier area, back up through the entrance. And then we were all clustered together as they were waiting for colored armbands that had already been ahead of us to get out. So we just kind of wait there while they waited for all the stragglers to go. 
and we were lined up under the awnings uh, pretty close to um, the big Paradise Pier sign on the bridge. And they held us there. hear the cast member pushing us off to one side for the other color armbands to go through. To get to the garbage can, he had to actually walk over to where they were letting the other armbands through. So the mob probably would have turned very ugly if anybody would have snuck through. Do we have any more yellows? No. Hold up the line. Let's move it along, yellows. So once all the yellow armband people went through, then us bright fluorescent green could. And all this time, you could look all the way across, and that entire line that we'd went through, past the winery and looping around, the whole thing was filled with people behind us. Okay, there's a Disney fan. About 6.55 in the morning, we had made our way up a little bit uh, closer, and we were now congested on kind of this, the area leading back towards the front of the park between Paradise here and where the bugs land and things like that are. And we were just kind of being held there again. They were moving people through, but with tens of thousands of people lined up, uh, it was pretty slow going. We made our way back up to the front where the little water display and the giant sun is, and this time, instead of it showing the logo of the Disney Resort, it was playing color video of Walt Disney and Disneyland being constructed. We were kind of shoulder to shoulder there back at the entrance area of DCA on the other side of, of where the monorail passes, the Golden Gate Bridge, trying to make our way back out the way we came in. So they just used a massive loop of DCA to hold us. And at this point, you could look out, and it was just a sea of golden mouse ears. Slowly but surely, they moved us out up and towards the Golden Gate Bridge, back up to the uh, exit counters. But instead of us going through the turnstiles, they actually opened up. It's about 7.30 in the morning. They actually opened up large gates on the corner of DCA, and they would kind of funnel us across the way. So we weren't going through the turnstiles. We were just kind of going out through a gate, and then the same thing going into Disneyland was going to be the same way. Not through the turnstiles, but just through a massive open gate and they had cast members lined up on each side to make sure that people didn't creep into the line, I guess. At this point, we were under the Golden Gate Bridge, 50 yards from getting out of DCA.
So here we are right around 8 a.m. in the morning, walking our way across the Esplanade, under the monorail tracks, over to the corner of the entrance to the park nearest to where the kennels are. So the side uh, closest to, you know, great moments with Mr. Lincoln, that side. Barricades on both the left and the right side, a lot of uh, security tents set up, and they were just taking us in through the corner gate, bypassing the entrance turnstiles completely. We passed Disney Cast TV with their cameras out and their host walking around, taping everything. And in a matter of moments, we will be walking into Disneyland, and then the pace will pick up quite a bit once we get out of the um, the shoulder-to-shoulder clustering of folks. Entering Disneyland at 7.35 in the morning. Folks took off running through the train station, heading immediately to go pick up the special merchandise. People were screaming and yelling, as you can hear. People were high-fiving. And as we passed under the train station and went into Main Street, USA, there were Disney cast members lined up on both sides. And at that point, I made the decision that I could either run video, which very few people would be able to see online, most people didn't have broadband, or I could put the video camera away and focus on pictures, which everybody could see. So, uh, basically, I stopped rolling video at that point, except for some of the special events, and took several thousand pictures of the day. So, if you want to see those pictures, you can find them over at DisneyFans.com. Thousands of pictures taken that day from the lines, the rededications, the special events, just all kinds of stuff. Go check them out at DisneyFans.com. And so began the start of Disneyland's 50th anniversary on July 17, 2005. Listen for more from this day in future park hopping podcasts. And the next time you're there, be sure to take an extra picture, shoot some extra video, because you really never know when something you like, love, or hate is going to go away and never be around again. And if you want to drop me a note, my email address is podcast at DisneyFans.com, and if you'd rather use the telephone, you can dial 206-2030-ACP. That's for another crappy podcast. That's 206-2030-227. Be sure to leave me a voicemail. This has been the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 65. July 17, 2005. Thanks for listening. Another Crappy Podcast production. Be sure to visit anothercrappypodcast.com to learn more about this and other equally exciting (sighs) podcasts.